Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello, Alketa, and welcome to the World in Sport from RNZ Pacific. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Manu Samoa select their Northern Tour squad. Fiji sends a downsized delegation to the Youth Olympics, and a documentary on the Papua New Guinea women's rugby league team is set to premiere. But first, Samoa has been awarded a seat on the World Rugby Council after successfully meeting the criteria set by World Rugby. Samoa Rugby Union Chief Executive Faleoma Vainga Vincent Fapuliai says the decision comes after the union passed the review of its constitution, which had been used in their annual meeting last month when new board members were elected. Faleoma Vainga says financial reports by the union also met World Rugby criteria, which was another important part of the decision for Samoa to take a seat around the council table. A campaign by Pacific Rugby Players Welfare earlier this year highlighted the underrepresentation of Fiji, Samoa and Tonga on the council. Previously, Pacific Island nations only had a share of two of the 48 votes around the table. Those two votes are held by Oceania Rugby, which represents 12 countries, including New Zealand and Australia, who already have three individual votes each. Fiji has also applied for a seat on the World Rugby Council, while Faleo Mavainga said the SIU Chair and Prime Minister, Toileapa Salele Malielenga Oi, will occupy Samoa's seat at the next World Rugby Board meeting in May. Three new caps have been named in the Manu Samoa rugby squad for next month's Northern Hemisphere Tour. Tasman hooker Raymond Nuia, North Harbour lock Ben Nini and Hawke's Bay midfielder Stacey Ely are all poised to win their first test caps during tests against the United States, Georgia and Spain. New head coach Steve Jackson says the trio have all impressed playing for their provinces. Yeah, right now we are, uh, Ben Nini and Stacey Ely all been playing uh, really, really well in, in my team cup. And obviously, I've had a little bit to do with being in when he came into the Blues. And, and um, again, mate, we're just looking for not, not so much experience, but also a little bit of youth and exuberance to, um, to spark up some of the players that we've got there. And, you know, I know these three will bring, uh, bring some energy. Stacey really can play, you know, several positions in the back line. And, you know, he's got a good left boot and he's been playing extremely well for Hawks Bay. So, look, when I looked around in the short amount of time that I had, and he, um, you know, looked overseas and, these are some of the guys that have been in professional environments. You know, obviously Ray, he's with um, Tasman, and you know they're winning early in the Mighty Team Cup at the moment. Um, so again, they're bringing some um, good value from environments that they've been in as well. So look, we're really pleased for those boys. Um, I think on the time that we had to prepare and select this team, I think those three in particular really deserve their spot the way they've been playing. In, in terms of availability, um, obviously there are some well-known names that aren't there. So who, who wasn't available? Chris Bowie, um, he's got a groin injury and he, he, he's looking to potentially have an operation. Um, so, look, he was, he was going to be the captain of the team. Um, there's no doubt about that. And um, he thought it best um, that he gets that injury right because um, it could, could be something that could plague him for some time. And, you know, it's essential that he's, um, 
these rights for us uh, early next year, um, leading up to the World Cup. You know, he's going to be integral of what we're trying to do. Um, Karen Fotolini also just coming back from injury. So, again, he's another gentleman that wasn't available. Uh, Kieran Ponatia, um, he wasn't available due to his club. Um, so, again, you know, those are three sort of key key guys that um, unfortunately weren't available for this tour. So, whilst there's a little bit of experience that also aren't going to be there, it's a, another chance for to maybe for some other guys to try and make their mark. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, you know, yes, we're looking at um, these guys hopefully get their opportunity and perform really well. You know, this tour is, um, you know, not about us trying to just lead players and, and give them an experience, but, you know, we're going up to, to win these games and hopefully build some confidence going into the World Cup. You know, that's the idea of this tour. Um, you know, we want to play some great rugby and, and get to a standard where we know that, um, you know, we're going to be um, really, really competitive at, at the Rugby World Cup. You know, and again, you know, this probably won't be the same team that, that goes in the Rugby World Cup. We just felt it was a limited limited period of time that we had to select the side. This was the best option for us um, for this tour. And, you know, look, there's going to be several players, I hope, that will put their hands up on the tour and, and also that, that are on the tour that we're still looking at. You know, moving forward, there'll be guys that become available Rugby World Cup year that we, we need to seriously look at as well. So, yeah, look, pretty pleased with the group at the moment. But I understand there'll be some, you know, be some changes probably um, next year moving forward. So those guys that you hope might become available, you've obviously had those discussions with them, and it's kind of just a, a work in progress at the moment. It's, it's with anything trying to get this team together. You know, you've got players that have signed contracts with clubs overseas um, that we, when they first signed them, international rugby wasn't in the, in the forefront of their mind at the time. Um, these other guys, you know, obviously through Super Rugby and that, that um, potentially could come available. So, you know, it would be really naive not to look to look at all those areas and have a look at those players as well. So, you know, we keep them open line. But again, you know, this team down into the tour, they had the first opportunity and they've got the first um, opportunity to prove um, that they're willing to be there, two, that they deserve to, and, and three, hopefully pushing for the first stake um, to make make our squad for the World Cup. Uh, one name that is back in the mix is Faifili Levavo. I think it's been a little while since he's played international rugby. What got him over the line? What's impressed you about him? Yeah, look, um, you know, he's he's in between clubs at the moment. You know, Faifili, I mean, from the Hurricanes, you know, he was outstanding. can play all three positions for us. Um, we'll be looking at more of a of a six eight you know, going on this tour. I mean, he was dynamic. He was he, he was going to be a leader within that group. Um, he's just an outstanding footballer. So I've got no doubt. You know, and I've spoken to him over the phone. He's he's hungry. He can't wait. He's telling me he's training the house down, which is great. Um, and I just think, you know, again, being involved with Super Rugby and, and, and a Hurricanes outfit, you know, he's going to add so much value to the group, but also. You know, just his playability. I mean, the other sword mix is going to be, you know, pretty important for us. You know, there's some, some size there and, and also some real good um, speed and some ball, ball features. So, again, you know, when his name was there and available, his availability, um, you know, we jumped at the um, opportunity to have it. Who were the hardest names to leave out and not people that were unavailable, but people that simply weren't selected? And guys there, Somali, Somali, Pukers that have been there for some time. You know, all those guys always go to Corey, again, to name, name a few. Uh, Salada Lamb, you know, he was, um, he was a third hooker. So it's always difficult to leave people out. Um, but again, you know, when I looked at the mix, um, you know, I needed to bring in some energy um, and, and a little bit of difference in, in what they've had. Um, you know, you'll see that JJ Talangi's back. Um, he's been away for a wee while as well. And again, you know, he can play several positions. And again, another guy that's got a left foot. So again, you know, we're looking at, really the type of the 
game that we want to play, you know, and, and the aerial bombardment that we will get at the um, World Cup is going to be really important for us to be able to have guys on the edges uh, to be able to take that ball and, and then return it with, uh, with interest. So, in, in naming the team, you know, we first and foremost with my coaching group, we had to sit down and, and think about the way that we wanted to play and then you know, select players that um, fit that mould. So, you know, really disappointed for the guys that didn't make this group. But again, it's, it's not the end of the world. Um, the door will sort of be open, you know, if they perform um, back in their clubs. Um, you know, there's no doubt that, you know, there's every opportunity they can be there. You know, Fatin and Lemalu, who had a little bit of stint with us in the Blues, and, you know, he's another guy that misses out. But again, um, if you look at, you know, Josh Tyrell, we can cover six lock. You know, you've got Brandon Nansen and, and, and Philo, um, you know, they're big, big men. And then also with Ben Meany, you know, he's really athletic and, and a genuine line-out man. So, again, just looking at the mix we wanted to go, um, the, the type of game we wanted to go, and, and potentially the speed of the game that we wanted to play, um, you know, really determined some of the selections that we had. That's the Manu Samoa rugby coach, Steve Jackson. Fiji are looking on the bright side despite a much smaller delegation at this year's Youth Olympic Games. Team Fiji won a bronze medal in men's sevens rugby at the 2014 Games, while in 2010 Fiji's Lapani Naivalu featured in an Oceania relay team that also won a bronze medal. But chef to mission Tomasi Tiko says this year Team Fiji have only three athletes competing in Argentina, down from 25 four years ago. The athletes have settled in uh, OK. Uh, it was uh, pretty cold at the beginning, but the weather turned out fine. And, uh, for two of the athletes have started badminton, uh, Chang Ho uh, Kim and uh, table tennis, uh, Grace uh, Yi. Uh, they started the competition um, yesterday and today. And so uh, I guess for them it's probably just uh, a bit of nerves in terms of the scale and magnitude of uh, the, uh, the stage that they're playing on at the moment. And so, uh, yep, uh, all, are, uh, all are well. You're not competing in a team sport, obviously, which makes a difference if you've got a hockey team or a rugby team, but uh, why, why just the three sports? Uh, well, uh, apparently the, the other sports uh, didn't qualify uh, during the qualifiers, so you know, all the sports, uh, weird rugby as well as uh, hockey um, and, and a few other sports as well that were trying to uh, qualify, and unfortunately they didn't qualify, so we were left with this, uh, just with these three uh, athletes to come over. Yeah, because I guess the last couple of Youth Olympic Games, Fiji have kind of led the way for the Pacific. You won the the bronze and the uh, rugby sevens last time, and yes, that's right. The women's won uh, bronze medal in the last uh, Youth Olympic Games, uh, but unfortunately uh, they were not able to uh, come out of the Oceania. Because only one team was able to qualify from the Oceania, and so New Zealand um, managed to win that uh, during the qualifiers. So you've, you've got a small team in Argentina, so with that in mind, what would be a successful uh, Youth Olympics for Fiji? Early in the year, we, um, uh, we had a young athletes forum uh, in Fiji where we helped the athletes uh, develop a, a personal development plan uh, to set uh, five, ten-year uh, goals. And so this is one step uh, in that, uh, in that direction in terms of helping them achieve uh, their long-term goals as well. And so uh, not only that, not only, the performance on, um, not only the performance on the field in gaining a bit of exposure, but also seeing just bench, uh, setting the benchmark in terms of uh, uh, where they're at with the rest of the competition in the world. Uh, some of them, this is the first time having this kind of competition. And so it's helping to set a benchmark. And, so, and then we refer back to the, the personal development plans 
and uh, so these are athletes that they most likely would be competing with in five, uh, five or five or seven years time. And so hopefully, uh, through this uh, through this gauge, they'll they'll be able to reevaluate their uh, their goals and try and see how much more uh, effort that they need to um, need to improve on, uh, you know, in the coming years. And what are some of the other ways? So we're hoping as well once the uh, all the games, uh, all the athletes have taken part. We'll, we'll sit down again. Uh, we'll sit down and we'll work with uh, them through their personal development plans, uh, looking through what they had uh, come up with uh, in July, and hopefully uh, sort of just reevaluate and then hopefully make some changes uh, in terms of some of that. And so, obviously, in terms of success, uh, obviously, you know, we we always ask the um, the athletes to give their best, and that's that's the that's the most that we can ask ask from them. And so, one is you know giving their best, and then second. And hopefully improving uh, to improve on that as well, you know, in terms of uh, some of the previous uh, compared to the previous results. And and so badminton table tennis are underway and, and athletics to come later on. Yeah, that's right. Are you kind of run off your feet, or are you? I guess with just three athletes, is it a little bit easier for, for Team Fiji to to plan and organise yourself? <laughs> it's a bit. It's a bit easier. I was expecting around. Uh, 30 to 40 athletes, uh, team size this year. But uh, so with the three, obviously a bit easier in terms. But uh, a little bit more. So it's uh, with the three, it uh, enables me to actually spend a little bit more time with them as well and get to know them. Um, you know, and just uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we can work through other things as well in terms of not only these games, but looking at the, the future as well. So yeah, and I guess you know, for the athletes, uh, no matter how big or small the team, it's you know you're competing against the best of the best. So it's always a an exciting opportunity to, to put yourself on the world stage. Yes, absolutely. That's Team Fiji's shift to mission at the Youth Olympics in Buenos Aires, Tomasi Tiko. A new documentary on the journey of the Papua New Guinea women's rugby league team to the 2017 World Cup is set to premiere this week at the PNG Human Rights Film Festival. Joanna Lester says she hopes her film about the PNG Orchids will help to change attitudes about women and to inspire people as they watch the team take on the country's male-dominated sport. Jenny Meyer asked the filmmaker about her hopes for the documentary Power Mary and the origins of its name. Uh, the name of the film Power Mary, um, which means powerful women, is actually a phrase that some of the female rugby players themselves talked about um, early on when I started making the film. We've used the word power in English and Mary in Tokkasin, uh, one of the national languages of PNG, which means women. I think Power Mary just sums up what the women are like both on the field and off the field in terms of the number of hurdles they have and the number of things they have to juggle to pull on their jersey and represent their country in a place like the PNG. One of the things we know is really a big social problem in Papua New Guinea is gender-based violence and violence towards women. What sort of a message do you think a film like this can do to address that gender-based violence? I hope that what this film will do and what is different about this film is that it's not explicitly about violence and about the experiences of women who have experienced violence, although many of the women in the team have. The film is not explicitly about that. It's a story of women showing their strength in an unusual way and showing what they're capable of in a field that is traditionally dominated by men and also one that is worshipped in Papua New Guinea, that of rugby league. So I hope that it will prompt, you know, a reevaluation of, of, of the mindsets of people in PNG and many of the players believe this too and, and that they think that not just of the film but of the, the birth of the national women's team, the PNG Orchids in general, that seeing women playing this sport will really go some way towards changing the minds of, of men and also young boys and, and 
if people in PNG start to see rugby league, their national sport and their national heroes as being a place for women as well as men, that might have full-on effect to other other industries, other jobs, other parts of society and, and other places where women haven't had many opportunities or much respect in the past. What kind of response have you had? There's a huge amount of excitement about the film here in Papua New Guinea. Um, we launched it here this week. It was a preview screening with the players, many people from the rugby league community, students. Um, it was hosted by the US ambassador, so many people from, from those circles too. And there were just, for example, there were two young boys sitting behind me in, in the audience. They were probably in their early teenage years. And I don't think they had any connection to any of the players or any of the characters in the film. But watching their reaction to it was, was really fascinating because they were really absorbed in it. They seemed to really admire what the women were doing on screen and on the field. And that was very encouraging to me. Um, also, we had a preview screening in Brisbane where a 10-year-old boy came up to one of the Orchid players afterwards and said, thank you for that film. It's made me think a little bit differently about how I treat girls. So we've just had a couple of bits of feedback so far that, that makes me hopeful that it could really have an impact. Do you think you'll be touring the film to festivals or that kind of thing internationally? Yes, definitely. We've got the film um, being considered for a number of festivals at the moment in Australia, in Europe, in the USA and in the Pacific. So far we've, we've got an opening night film at the Pacifica Film Festival in Australia um, that was across Sydney, Brisbane and Canberra. And we are also the opening night film here in PNG at the PNG Human Rights Film Festival next week. But beyond that, I really do hope that this, this film will have a life in, in some other countries. There's so few films made about Papua New Guinea and, and so few about the stories of PNG women in particular that I would really like people in parts of the world who never get to hear anything about PNG to learn a bit about it through this film. Joanna Lester says the film will premiere on Thursday, October the 11th at the Human Rights Festival in Port Moresby. And that's the World in Sport for this week from RNZ Pacific. I'm Vinnie Wiley, Meitaki Mata, and thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.